You're listening to the PKJ and Yahweh podcast, where I take the supernatural world around us, connect it to complicated biblical theology, and then try and make it simple for everyone to gain revelation. If you're new to this podcast and would like more information, please go follow me on Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. And now time for another episode from our apologetic series. That's all with that. Now I'm going to hop into the word here, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, and we'll get into some time with small groups. But let's open up our Bible to Psalms 18. All right. Psalms 18, verse 30. And it, if, we got, if we got multiple uh, people in here with uh, that love to write down notes, I love notes. Notes are extremely important. Go ahead and open up, uh, write down Psalms 18, 30, 19, 7, and 145, 17. 18, 30, 19, 7. 145.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.13.
God's way is perfect. Psalms 19.7, the law of the Lord is perfect. If you're note takers, write that down. Psalms 19.7, it says the law of the Lord is perfect. What, what else is perfect? The law. Ooh. So his way is perfect, right? The law, his law is perfect, right? Yeah? How many of y'all are not so sure if it should really be 25 miles per hour in some of the places 25 miles per hour? Amen. I, come on. Can I get a witness? I don't know if that's perfect, okay? But like God's law... If you hear me, is perfect. God's law is perfect. Psalms 145, 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. Somebody say all. all. How many works is he holy in? All. How many of his works are right? All. Most of them? All. You, well, some of you weren't too sure on that. So maybe it is most of them. Or is it all of them? All. Okay. All of God's ways are perfect. All of his laws are perfect. All of his ways and works are good. Someone say amen. 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 Tap your neighbor, tell him, wake up. Wake up. There we go. This is exciting. God has got something cool with you. So if you don't know what's going on on Wednesday nights, we're talking about, uh, we had Nacho Night, which was amazing. And we're talking about a little bit about science in the Bible, but we're really going to start shifting uh, starting this Wednesday, really driving home uh, the, the significance and importance of baptism. So if you haven't been baptized before, I incur- or maybe you were like as a little baby and like you're not really sure what the whole deal was about that. You're like, I, I, I want you to please commit to be here on Wednesdays to hear and begin to understand really what the, what the fruit and the meaning of baptism is and that you might be able to partner with us if you have not before or you're ready to do it again this time knowing maybe you're baptized as an infant or otherwise or as a child you didn't understand because we're going to baptize you on Cinco de Mayo Wednesday night right here in the ring and you're going to understand how you defeated death in the grave with Jesus. All right, come on, but we're going to get there, so be ready. But today I just wanted to talk a little bit about God's ways are perfect. If you were on Wednesday, you heard some interesting facts about corn. Get that corn out of my face, right? You know, like you heard about corn. There's always an even number of rows on corn. Crazy. That's amazing. Apple leaves. I won't even go into that. Sand and sound. It was so cool. But we want to look at all of God's ways, all of his works. His law is perfect. Everyone say seven. Seven. Ooh, caught you off guard. Seven. Seven. What is so important about this number seven? Do you know that, 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 that the number seven, outside of like verse seven, chapter seven, but like stating the word seven, it happens 745 times in the Bible. That's a lot of times. And, and it's not just saying like seven, you know, like why the seven, eight, nine? Like it's, it's significant. Like, like, you know, there's seven feasts of the Lord. There's, there's a, there, there's, it's actually known biblically as a holy, as a divine number. In fact, 777 is, is known as God's number. If you want to understand Hebrew uh, uh, numerology, come study with me sometime. It's really fun, but we won't go too deep into that today. But understand, everyone say seven, seven. is God's number. Seven, seven. Bears, God's image. bears God's image. Okay, okay. Does that make sense? We got it? When, you're in the, when, when, when uh, John was uh, having a, rev, a revelatory view of heaven, okay, in the, book, in the book of Revelation, guess what? He saw there seven golden lampstands, and, and among them were the seven spirits of God. Is it saying that there's seven gods? No, it's saying it's a, it's a number of completion and finality and divine 
uh, presence. It's Yahweh's number, number seven, okay? So seven is, it belongs to God and it carries his imprint. So, why is that important? Well, because we're going to finish up today talking a little bit about the science side of things. Everyone say science. Science. Only believe in science. You know, I was having a fun conversation with somebody just two days ago, because I had like 50 people in my house. I think it was like eight adults, but like 40 children. It was amazing. So, um, not because I was hosting a kid party, I was just trying to hang out with my friends, and all of them have like a... Google amount of children with them. So, you know, it's amazing. But with that, I was talking with someone about science, uh, some of the things in the Word of God. And, and it's funny because when people say, well, I don't believe in God, I only believe in science. To be truthful, that just means you're just a lazy thinker. Because if you actually believed in science and studied what science really is, everything points you to there is a designer. There is a all-powerful creator. There must be something that set all this into motion. It is not happenstance that everything just formed. Okay? So, when we look at the number seven, here's some fun facts. You ready? Everyone say seven. Seven. Insects, the majority of insects, bugs, ants, okay, all those kind of insects, okay, the majority of them are, have, uh, they're given birth to in a uh, cycles of seven. In fact, almost everything, oh, oh, sorry, that was a little confusing. Everything, almost, almost everything in creation is in a seven-day cycle. Okay? Seven-day cycle. I'll, I'll give you context to this. The majority of insects from conception or from larva or, or birthing, like from conception to birth, is seven days. The majority of insects uh, range between 14 days 42, or four, to 42 days, but never on an off day. Okay, that, that's, that's, that, was, that was lame. Let's go something a little bit cooler. A mouse. A mouse from conception to birth is three times seven days. Come on, mathematicians. Who's anybody, any number geeks in here? I, don't, I didn't even make it through like Math 95, okay? So like, like don't feel bad. Uh, this is not my strength, but I do like the simple concept here. Okay, All right? So who's my math lovers in here? Raise your hand. I know we have a few. Okay, perfect. Good, okay. So, mice. From all, every one of these things are from birth, I'm from conception to birth, henceforward. Mice, three times seven days. Uh, a bunny, rabbit, or a rat, four times seven days. A cat, eight times seven days. A dog, nine times seven days. A lion, 14 times seven days. Sheep, 21 times seven days. Chicken, three times seven days. A duck, six times seven days. Humans, 40 times seven days. Everything that has a, that a God has created, okay, that, that lives and breathes is born and functions on a seven-day cycle. Everyone say seven. seven. So why is that cool? Why is that interesting? First of all, I just need to get a, get a, do a quick survey here. Did anybody find that interesting at all? Because I find things interesting and, and sometimes people think that's stuff like that's dumb. Who found that kind of interesting a little bit? Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. Sometimes I, 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 I get like way like fascinated with stuff, and other people are like, well, that's really cool, Kevin. Great. All right, you know, huh. Wow. <laughs> okay, didn't know you could grow mushrooms on a, on a bathroom rug. Didn't really want to know, but okay, you know, like, yeah, that's because you don't wash it. Okay, so anyways, but everything, there's a mark of, of God, because remember whose number seven belong to? Thank you. We're born, mankind functions on a seven-day principle. Everyone say seven. seven. 
Interesting how diseases typically have very significant connections with the first seven days, or the first 14 days, or the first 21 days. How many people say it takes 21 days to make a new habit? I wonder why. That's interesting. That's a, that study is false. Man. Well, you know, could, be, uh, could, could have some validity to it. But also when you look at like the whole uh, concept of COVID-19, how many times they like say like, oh, you know, you need to quarantine for 14 days, right? I know and it keeps changing. But like there's these moments that take place as well as mankind. We are on a seven-day cycle. Everyone say seven. seven. All right. We have six of seven days that the heart beats. Everyone in here, you got a heart? Yeah. Everyone find your pulse right now. There we go. Anyone know how to find their pulse? Anyone, anyone dead? Yeah? Okay. Keep your, keep your finger on your pulse right now while I go through this, just so you can kind of resonate with me, okay? All right, feel your beat? Okay, find it. The heart beats on a seven-day cycle. Six of the seven days, it beats faster in the morning and slower in the evening. Why do you feel your heartbeat there? On the seventh day, when you wake up, your heart beats slower all day long. It actually doesn't pick up in the morning to get you ready, get you moving, get you active, as if you're running, ready for work. It actually, you wake up on that seventh day and your heart beats just as slow as it will in the evening when it's time to rest. You can take your finger off your neck. How interesting that the number seven is stamped onto the physiology of all creation. As if God has left his imprint upon everything, even upon our life. Because what did God do when he created mankind? And he commanded us to what on the seventh day? Rest? Rest. Rest. <laughs> yeah. But man needs rest. Man needs rest. Here's some fun facts on this too. Mankind needs to rest one in seven days. If not following God's law for man sooner or later, everybody say sooner or later. Sooner or later. Wow, there we go. You will be compelled to take the Sabbaths that you have been skipping this whole time. Not taking heed to God's rest and intervals at his command, he will take, he, you know, you'll end up taking a rest at the command of someone else could be your body saying, nope, you're not getting up today. Anybody ever have a day like that? Like, you, you would just literally wake up and you're like, nope. <laughs> Some of you, maybe you've got family members. This happens all far too often. People get working, working. They get concerned about money. They get concerned about bills and, and, and taxes and, and, and debt collectors. And now they're now in a bad place. And now they work four different jobs trying to keep themselves going and afloat. And go, 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 go. And they never take a break. And then get how many of them end up having a heart attack, having a stroke, having getting so sick physically that they're like, man, a cold wipes them out for a whole two weeks. Like, they don't even know what happened. Like, this is, this is a forced Sabbath that kind of comes on you if you, not because God hates you, but because he created you and knows how your body should function. Everyone's like, well, I want to I wanna not take any days off. No days off, no plays off, you know, all work, you know, is gonna, it's going to make me rich someday, right? Like, that, not, like, hey, come on. Are you better than God who created the heavens and earth in six days and on the seventh he rested? I think so. 
He modeled it for us. We're in his image, so we probably should follow his likeness and his model. Does God need to rest? Absolutely not. No, he doesn't. But he did it to show an example to us. I've got a new puppy. Everybody say, aw. This darn puppy, man, he is hard, struggling with some obedience, okay? He is struggling with some obedience training, okay? He, he, is, he likes to chew on things he's not supposed to chew on. He likes to, uh, you know, including my face, you know? And anyway, so and he, he, I don't know what it is. Like, we'll go outside for 20 minutes. Come on, man, go pee. Go pee, man. Come on, let's go. Like, come on, I don't need to go. Finally, I'll give up, go inside. As soon as I step inside, he's like, ah, oh, warm carpet. Here we go. It's like, it literally, it's like, okay, I need to get this obedience locked in on this dog. And I'm like, I've been sitting out there, you know, at like 6.30 in the morning sometimes when I, when I get up and I take him out and it's like 30 degrees outside. I got my tank top and shorts on. I'm like, do I need to like pee on the car, like pee on the, on, in the gravel too to help you get the picture here? Like I'll model it for you if that helps, dog. But like, you know, like I haven't done that yet. That might be next on the list. But sometimes God does things not because he has to do them, but because he's uh, modeling them for you to follow his example. Okay? Just like Christ who came down to earth for us, that we might be imitators of Christ. Okay? So we have to take a rest. You know what? If we simply took the one day that God commands our bodies that it needs to rest each week, that'd be 52 days a year that you get off. How many of you know that's five weeks of vacation, 416 hours of work time, eight-hour days? You know, I don't even get five weeks of vacation until I've worked full-time at Sunrise for like 10 years, okay? Like, that's a, that, that, that's a minute, okay? Like, like that, that's a while. Like, like how many of y'all have had a job before? And like, okay, so when do I get to take vacation? Like, huh, maybe in like two years after you got your, got your whiskers and you're vetted, you know, like, we'll give, you, we'll give you four days off, right? You know, like, but for real, you know, we need to value what God has set in motion. There is a point. Everyone say, there's a point. There's a point. I mean, I'm getting to it. It's a sharp one. Because if you don't take those rests, eventually a doctor will tell you you're going to have cardiac arrest. Your body will tell you um, you're not healthy, you're not well, you need to slow down, you need to stop. Something will come along and simply affirm God's word that you couldn't listen to all along. But yeah, there were still bills and taxes and this stuff and that stuff. You know what? That's not what it's always about. It's not always about those things. It's about being obedient to God and he will be faithful to us. Someone say amen. amen. 2 Timothy 3.16 how many of God's ways are perfect? All. You sure? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. What about God's law? All. All. All God's law. Okay. And all of it's good. Okay. 2 Timothy 3.16. Hop there with me, would you? 2 Timothy 3.16. When you're there, say amen. Ooh, nice. Oh, JK, LOL. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I, I'll take it. 2 Timothy 316. We're getting there. All right, coming along. There we go. Amen. All right, 2 Timothy 316, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It might sound familiar. Something like we've been looking at. Verse 16. All scripture. Wait, how much scripture? All right. All right, I won't beat that one into the ground. All scripture 
is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for, re for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God or woman of God may be complete, equipped for, for every good work. How many good works? Every. Is a heart attack a good work? No. Okay. Probably not. It's not good working of the heart. I'm not saying that, that if you don't obey the word of God, you'll have a heart attack. But you could, simply because science, okay, if you believe in science, you should believe in the word of God. Because the word of God is truth, okay? There might be some things in there that are like, hmm, that doesn't sound scientific. Well, guess what? The Bible also isn't a biology, book of biology or, or science. Like, it, it's not a math book, okay? It's not Math 95. If it was, I wouldn't have read it. But it is a, it is a book for our life, and it points to the creator the, of all things, so, how much scripture is good? All. All scripture is good. James 1.22, if you're taking notes, you can just write that down. It says, uh, don't only listen to my words, but obey them. Why would you want to obey them? Well, it says so that it, might, it may go good for you, that you might have a good life. Matthew 7.24, he who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice will be like the man who built his house on a rock. Mine is on currently uh, cinder blocks, but I'm not so sure it would stand in a storm. But he's like him who built his house on a rock. When the waves of life come, he will not fall. Man, how interesting is that when we think we actually take the rest our body needs when sickness and pandemics and things come around. Are you a healthy vessel or are you a compromised vessel? And when the waves start crashing at you, is your faith and your life modeled out by the way you live, by, by your obedience to his word? Going to stand strong? I'm not saying people get sick just, just because they're disobedient to the Lord, but I do also believe that germs are the lowest form of the demonic. I don't think Adam and Eve got sick. I don't think they got a sniffle. Yes, we live in a fallen world, but all things have been restored in Christ Jesus. I believe we can have healing. I believe we can have deliverance. I believe we can have freedom from every sickness, from everything. Does that mean that Pastor Kevin uh, didn't get COVID back in December? No, I did, and it sucked, and I went to the hospital, okay? I've never smoked a day in my life, and I had pneumonia on all five lobes of my lungs. You know what? I believe part of it was demonic. I also believe the other part of it was I've been way too busy for way too long and been doing way too many things and not taking the rest my body needed to be clean enough, to be strong enough and healthy enough to say, hey, you don't got room in me. There's no room in me. I'm actually thankful now that I got like a month off. Even though it was, I wish it was in better circumstances. Like, not like dying of a virus. But like, you know, like, like that I was actually at home with my family. You know how much Minecraft I got to play with Claire and Phoebe? They got tired of playing Minecraft. I was like, I, I, got, I got four hours left in me to play. We've already been playing for three. Like, come on, guys, see what I did? Like, I'm not, I'm not joking. Like, I, I, I got time with my family and my kids that was really important and valuable. I want us to close with one scripture as we split into small groups. It is a key scripture for your life. Ooh, someone probably should write it down. If you've got a pen, write it on your hand. I don't care. Like, like when, I, when I was younger, when I was in youth group, I took a pen and, and I, would, I would write right here on my hands and then sometimes on the inside, you know, and it would say pray. And then sometimes I'd have a Bible verse because I could always see that piece of my hand right there. And I was like, all right, you know, pray. Oh, yeah, okay, thank you, Lord. Just those always present reminders. But this is a key verse for your life if you can learn it, consume it, memorize it, put it into action. 
you will be transformed today. Okay? And every day. But you have to die every day to it. Joshua. Book of Joshua. Ooh. We're going to the good stuff. You ready? Old, Old Testament. Old Testament. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I'd write that down and then I would be ready to hear what it has to say. Okay. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Y'all there? How many of y'all got smartphones that aren't out opening up the Bible app? Come on, let's do this. Let's be serious. Joshua 1, 8. Once you're there, stand up so I can see you. If you stand up without a phone or Bible in your hand, I'll be like, oh, we got Bibles. I, I got Bibles. I can give you one. Leaders are watching. We can help get you a Bible if you need one. Leaders, would you grab a couple extra Bibles just so we can all grab it? Boom. Anayel, you're a leader. Go grab a couple Bibles and hand them, if you hand them to everyone you see that don't got one. There we go. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. No reading ahead. Don't peek. Oh, man, it's too late. You guys spoiled the surprise. It's okay. It's all right. There we go. And if you don't want a Bible, we'll get you a Bible. We'll get you, we'll get you an even nicer one than, than the ones we have on hand here. I mean, God's Word is the same in it throughout, you know, that one or a nicer one. But if you, if you don't own one, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It is, I believe, the sixth book of the Bible. Um, so it's pretty, pretty early on. We all there? I'll wait. I'll wait. Huh? One more? One more Bible? Yep. I else coming. Oh, Steve's got it. Ooh, look at Niall had the hustle though. He was running. Look at that. Joshua, uh, it is it is the like so you start at the beginning. So it goes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua. So there, there's going to be five books right before it. In between Deuteronomy and Judges. Yeah. It's, it's after Genesis, before Revelation. All right. All right, Joshua 1, 8. Memorize this one. Write it on your heart. I'll go ahead and start reading it. It says here, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Someone else read it. I need to, I need to hear this thing like 10, 15 times. Like, come on. I just read. Go ahead. Go for it, Ethan. Nice and loud. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Awesome. Next, come on. I'm going like literally like 12 different people, so just be ready. Raise your hand. All right, go for it. Yeah, you. All right. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate, it on, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Nice. Who's next? All right, right there. Yep. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Perfect. Haley. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according Perfect. Over here, somebody. Oh, go for it. Yep. Wow. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. 
Yes, someone over here. Who wants to take it? Mia? Okay. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Perfect. Someone else over here. Yeah, Niall. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Clara, you wanted to do it? I see it. Go for it. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then How many, way, how many of God's ways are perfect? All. How many of God's laws are right? All. How many of them are good? All. All of them? All. All of his ways? Yes. All of his laws? Yes. Are you sure we didn't get rid of all those Old Testament ones once Jesus came? Like, you know, like they're not important anymore? Like that was just like last year's Bible verse and now we just need this. Or is it really all of his laws and ways are perfect? All. Ooh, are you sure? Yes. I know, again, you're, you're exasperated with me. What does it say then? Keep this book of the law. Okay? The book of the law. What's the book of the law? Anybody know? The Bible. Bible. There we go. Specifically the Torah. Okay? You know, the, uh, the first five books of the Bible. But then it is continued throughout the whole word of God. Repeat over. And how often are we supposed to meditate on it? And for, first of all, do you guys know meditate doesn't mean like you sit cross-legged and ohms? You know? Okay? In fact, uh, the interesting thing about meditation in Eastern and, and, and uh, religions and, and spiritual, spiritualism versus as how God designed it is about in Eastern spiritual, uh, spiritualism is all about emptying oneself. Whereas in God's design for meditation is about filling yourself with his spirit and the word. Guess what? When you empty yourself, I'm meditating. I'm just thinking of nothing. I'm just, I'm just I'm trying to be empty. Guess what? There's a whole lot of demons looking for empty vessels. And they will come and have it if you want to live a life living according to Eastern mysticism. Or you can live the life according to God's law and have purpose, have identity, have fulfillment. Ooh, did it say it again? I'll be prosperous and successful. Anybody in here not want to have success? All right, okay. You put your hand down. Don't lie to me. We want to have success in this life. Every time you guys, like, go through the drive-thru, guess what? When you get an extra chicken nugget in your Happy Meal, that's success. Come on. If you will follow the Lord and all of his law and meditate on it, fill your mind with it day and night, you talk about it. All of a sudden, everything that you're saying is wrapped around God's word. Corn somehow now explains God's word. Apple leaves somehow explain God's word. Bugs, giving birth to bugs, disgusting, larva, yuck, oh my gosh, somehow is connected to God's word, his design, his purpose for your life. And now you can, all you can see is beauty and perfection everywhere you go instead of chaos and destruction. And it transforms your life so you can transform others. My question for you young people, we're going to pray and you're going to go in small groups with whatever time's left. And it's going to be is... What are the obstacles to your obedience? I want you to pray about that. What makes it easier 
to obey or harder to obey? What are your obstacles to your obedience? Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. I ask that you would heal us, you would deliver us, you would break off the mentality, Lord God, that one, you would expose the, the, the mindset and help us heal from it, Lord God, as, renew, as we renew our mind in your word. What is the mindset that is broken that keeps us from walking in obedience that will ultimately bring us freedom? That will ultimately bring us to where we want to be. Just because it's not a McDonald's drive-thru, I obeyed and now I get $5. No, God, it may be a process, a journey of obedience to see your blessing and goodness in the land. But God, help us to transform our mind and our thoughts and to yield ourselves and surrender ourselves to you. Because if we have called you Lord, that means master. That means we trust you. And you're not a bad dad. You're not a bad creator. You know that we need rest. You know that we need food. You know that we need love. You know that we need relationship. You know that we need humor and laughter and sadness. And you know all those needs. So let us just trust you instead of trying to figure it out on our own all the time. Help us to be obedient and remove the obstacles of obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like more information about the show, Kevin's work, or you have questions or would like to be a guest on this podcast, please reach out to me directly on my Instagram at kevin.scott.johnson. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless.